Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast, where my identical twin brother and I share our thoughts and provide solutions for executives and professionals who want to become masters of speaking and communicating so that they can maximize their influence and impact. Yes, we are identical twins who happen to also be public speakers, executive coaches, and sales leaders. Our company, DSP Leadership Group, focuses on equipping leaders who want to speak with confidence and authority, all while using their authentic voice. Here on the Twins Talk It Up podcast, we present topics about communication and leadership from our perspective as individuals and as twins. Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Twins Talk It Up podcast. My name is Danny Brown, along with my co-host and identical twin brother, David Brown. We're excited to share our thoughts on leadership and public speaking for driven professionals who are looking to become more effective communicators while increasing their value and influence. Dave and I were just talking, uh, just not too long ago, a couple of days ago, we were talking about the recent passing of our fellow HU alum, Chadwick Bozeman. Now, if you probably don't already know this, Dave and I both went to Howard University. Chadwick went there probably three years after us and actually graduated two years after I did. And we wanted to take this episode to really talk about leadership lessons we can learn from Chadwick Boseman's life. Don't just think that we're going to pull up topics from the Black Panther. I know a lot of that's exactly what all you're thinking about. Right. But despite the fact that he was battling colon cancer, cancer, his legacy still lives on. We're going to talk a little bit about this throughout this episode. So this, today's episode is called Wakanda Forever. So I'll let David take it from here. We're going to jump back in and we're going to share a little bit about his life and the fact, and I found this very interesting, that during the four years that he was battling colon cancer, you could see him at the cancer ward at the hospitals, taking pictures with children, smiling, being happy, doing interviews, doing more parts in the movies and more roles. And we'll talk about a little bit about that. And we'll also talk about some of the great lessons we can learn from his life. David? I think that, Dan, I appreciate you sharing that. And it's so true. And it is sad that he was such incredible talent and a passion for the roles that he portrayed that he really lost that battle. But he, he won so many hearts. And there was so much that can be taken from him. And that's why, Dan, I wanted to talk about that. And yes, he is a graduate of the HBCU that we all love, Howard University. And as a matter of fact, he went back and gave the commencement, Dan, in 2018. And mm. he was sick and no one knew that. And he actually spoke very fondly of Howard, the Mecca, what we would say. And he actually said that it's a magical place. And when you reach the hilltop and you think about the next steps, you find your career, then you find your purpose and passion. You gotta love that about somebody. Mm -hmm. And Dan, you said this in a previous episode, but it's so true. There was something about us being drawn to that school. And our audience may not know, but you had a full ride scholarship to Florida A&M University. You had a scholarship to a couple other universities. I thought I was gonna go to- Naval Academy. <laughs> yeah, the Naval Academy. I thought I was gonna go to University of Washington. And we thought, you know what? To find ourselves, we're gonna split up. And yet we still were drawn together and both went to Howard University. The, 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 the incredible opportunity we had to learn, to grow, to find ourselves. And I tell people that I never understood diversity 
until I went to Howard. People from all different backgrounds. And this is where Chadwick went. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about three lessons that I would take from his life. And there are so many lessons you can walk away with, Dan. And so true. We don't want to just name everything we saw from the movie, The Black Panther, because he portrayed so many incredible roles. Think about how diverse of an actor he had to be to play in 42, to play Marshall, Thurgood Marshall, to, to play James Brown, get on up. I mean, he did so many incredible roles. That tells you how talented he was. So what I wanted to do, Dan, was talk about three things, three three aspects of his leadership. And 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 I'm sure we could dive into so many more, Dan. And, and the truth be told that we're going to talk about this man for a long time because of what he did and because of the legacy he led. But the first thing I want to talk about, Dan, is that he believed in building for more than just one. And what does this mean? There are a lot of people that believe in getting to the top and sacrificing other people around them. Yeah. I made it. Doesn't matter if everybody else makes it, as long as I make it. It's a, it's a story of I, I, I. And that was not Chadwick and how he lived his life. And he knew that there were people that invested in him and he wanted to invest in other people. And so he believed in teamwork. He believed in creating a culture of excellence and that they all contributed to making something even better. Mm. A true leader doesn't see any role as insignificant. Every role is vital. Every role is important. It doesn't matter if I need you to break a 90-yard run or just break it across that goal line one yard. You made that key block. You opened up that hole. Mm -hmm. You understood when to make that block. This is important, and this is what Chadwick saw as a leader. And it goes without saying that it can be uncommon, even in Hollywood, for lead actors or actresses, regardless of how big the budget is, to act like it's all about them. Mm. And that's not the way Chadwick, from my reading, from what I understood, Dan, from the interviews, he didn't care himself that way. He carried himself with the mindset that we got to build for more than just one. We'll be right back after this short break. We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Live Love Thanks. Live Love Thanks helps purpose-driven women leaders, executives, and entrepreneurs to permanently eliminate clutter and end stress and overwhelm so they can move forward in their careers, relationships, and health. Visit LiveLoveThanks.com for impactful coaching and program professional women's. Today, we'd like to thank our sponsor, AppGallop where cloud meets commerce. AppGallop is a cloud commerce automation and marketplace platform, enabling service providers to drive revenue growth, achieve agility, and kickstart digital transformation. In fact, if you're in the telco space or you're an internet service provider, AppGallop will accelerate your time to the fast-growing cloud market, delivering all the top-selling cloud services to your customers with unified identity, access, subscription billing, and payment management. If you want to sell your cloud platform, you need AppGallop. If you have telco products, circuits, switches, hosting services, whether it's private cloud or public cloud, and you want to include AWS, Microsoft Azure, and Google, you want to make sure you use AppGallop, the one-stop platform for digital transformation. Thank you very much, AppGallop.
Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners. 20% off products or services on our website. Just send us an email with the subject line podcast, and we will send you that special discount code at dsbleadershipgroup.com. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. That's I think what your mission was, Dan. He wanted to impact masses of people, but he believed he could do it with the group, with the team, and not just him. I agree with you, Dave, and I, uh, I would have to say that in anything in life, specifically when it comes to business, we cannot win when it's just I. It has to be the team. And chemistry is very, very important. Yeah. So many times we hear uh, great speakers when they get up to speak and they receive an award. The first thing they say is, I like to thank my mom. I like to thank my dad, God, my wife, my husband. I like to thank the director. I like to thank the, the cast. So it's so important when they get up and they, they thank everybody yeah, rather than themselves. Mm-hmm. What that does is you think about his, his career and the things that he did, as you stated, he wanted to be part of the people who are auditioning for the supporting roles. He wanted to make sure the chemistry was there. Yeah. He wanted to make sure he acknowledged all the hard work people had done for him. There is no CEO who takes on millions of dollars of bonus, of bonus for bonuses should walk away thinking it was all about him or her. But the people who work hard for that person, mm-hmm. who work countless hours, who take the support calls, the irate calls, when people don't like your product, whatever it may be, when you think those individuals, they work harder for you because they appreciate being a member of the team. And so there would be no one who would say that Chadwick didn't do an excellent job being appreciative of this sporting cast. Look at some of the pictures yeah. they did after the Black Panther was released, for example. Look at them. He loved every, every single one of them. He appreciated every single woman, woman and man's role and making that film successful. It's not just about him. And that's true, Dan. And I think that's what I really wanted to take away from in terms of building for more than just one. The other thing that stood out to me, Dan, about building for more than just one was there was, a, there was an interview on Sirius Radio where he was talking about how he was motivated. He wanted to, when he was playing the role of T'Challa, the Black Panther, he wanted to be the very best Black Panther he could be because he wanted to inspire children. And it was really on his heart the way he wanted to serve those who could not perhaps win that battle on their own, that these were children that were dying of terminal cancer, mm. and it meant a lot to him. As a matter of fact, before the movie was released and he was talking about the film, the filming of it, those children that he would go visit in the hospital and some of their parents would say that, that the kids just said, we we want to be alive when the Panther's released. Mm. And he said it motivated him to be the very best character that he could be. And it made me think about one of my good friends. He's a speaker as well. He's actually Caucasian from New Jersey. And his son wore his Black Panther costume like every day. He said, I had to sneak it and wash it. Why? Because his son wouldn't want to take it off. It was his favorite character. It was his favorite hero. It transcended. It broke the lines, Dan, of color, race. He inspired people because he understood that if he poured himself into those roles, 
it might change the lives of people around them. So it was bigger than just one man. It was bigger than just one person. And that's why he built his life, his career for more than just one. That's, that's phenomenal that the children said that. Um, in essence, you said he found his why. Yeah, he did. He did. And one of the things that my wife and I like to do, we love reading books. Um, when we're busy, we like to listen to audiobooks. And I've read both of his books. Leaves it last, really, baby. At the end of the day, if you don't have that, yeah, that why, you'll give up or you'll build it the wrong way or you'll do things that's not, in essence, alignment with who you really are. True. And so for him to to realize that these children were wanting to be around. I can see why he did all that. Mm. Yeah. I can see why he wanted to keep his illness private. Yeah. He wanted to give the children hope. Yeah. He wanted to give people hope. Even during the commencement, as you stated, he wanted people to be happy and to move forward with their life. So Dave, let me ask you, because of all this that he's going through, at what time does an individual have to determine if something that's private should be made public? That's a great question, Dan. And that's really the second lesson that I wanted our listeners to walk away with from Chadwick's life. You know, there is a time and place where it makes sense to make your private life somewhat public. And I mean it from this standpoint, where it's important to be transparent or vulnerable, that people know that they're, what they see in you is what they get. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, when you're a leader, you understand that there is a greater calling and purpose sometimes where you can't make all your pain public. Because in Chadwick's mind, if he would have made it public, it would have been all about him. And that would have taken away from the very first lesson that we talked about from Chadwick's life, that it wasn't about him. It was about the greater team, about the greater good, about the greater need for people around him to be inspired. Mm. And so from that standpoint, he didn't want the focus to be about him. He needed it to stay private. He grasped, like you said, Dan, his why. And so I think in that standpoint, we can walk away from understanding that leaders at times need to show their weakness. They need to show their vulnerabilities. They need to show themselves to be in a position where they really need the team around them to make the company great or to make their product great or their service great. Because that spirit endears people to you. It draws people to you. It makes them feel like they're a part of the team. Mm -hmm. But there are also times where leaders don't want to be able to put that out there because they need for others not to focus on the leader, but to focus on the greater mission. Mm -hmm. They want the overall team to get the job done. And that's really incredible as a leader. You can have that type of quality, that type of courage to say, despite the fact that I'm hurting, the fact I'm going through an affliction, I'm going through a challenge, I don't want to diminish the role that this team has. Hmm. This is why you hear stories of parents who go sleepless nights because their kids are going through pains or the hmm. kids have to have something done or the kids need some, something added to their life. Parents make that sacrifice. Leaders make that sacrifice. And so that's why I believe, Dan, that there's 
a time and place to be honest, open, and vulnerable. And then there's a time and place when you're the leader, you got to actually carry the cross and bear it. I agree. I think um, so many times when we were growing up, I, I think about the sacrifices our parents made yep. to, to move us to certain cities, to go to certain schools, even our mother working two jobs. And um, she was sleeping literally four hours a day, if that, because yep. of the uh, amount of driving she had to do to get to each job, to make sure that we had the proper education, the ability to have the proper clothing, even our father sacrificing to make sure we can live in the house that we lived in and not mm. be in debt. So it is easy for me to look at my parents and really appreciate their leadership and their sacrifice. Yeah. They didn't have to tell the world what they were doing. We saw it through their action. And I think during this time of COVID, we saw some bad leaders, we saw some good leaders. And when I say good leadership, there have been leaders who've been willing to take pay cuts yeah. to make sure that their employees stay employed. Even though business wasn't coming in as it should come in, they did their best. There are leaders who decided to take not only pay cuts mm. and salary reduction, mm. but have decided to give their bonuses back. Yeah, There have been leaders that have done that. And I, I find that phenomenal. We have leadership all in our lives. Our parents who would sacrifice not eating a meal. I remember that our parents, and I don't mean to bring this up sometimes, but man, sometimes I remember our parents would give us uh, cut up some steak or whatever it may be, or some meat or whatever, give it to us and they would eat the grizzle, the fat, because they wanted to make sure we had the best foods. And we don't have to worry about that now, thank God. I mean, everyone's doing well and all that other stuff, but I just remember growing up what it was like. Um, when my father was deployed overseas and my mother had to travel through the airport with four kids by herself. Yeah. And so you see this five foot two woman with two kids and one kid on each arm, one kid in the front and one kid in the back. And while carrying the two kids, having to drag luggage through mm -hmm. the airport. Ah, this is, and I asked myself, wow, that's amazing. So I think what Chadwick was thinking at that time was that he had a, he had a choice. Yeah. What, what is the best thing he could do as, as a leader himself? And he made that decision not to be criticized by the media or anything else. It was more about what can I do to inspire the people around me, the children, focused on his why, kept them focused. Yeah. And Dan, what really got me, uh, I was watching a clip of an interview where the host asked him, she said, you've lost a lot of weight. Hmm. Why are you losing weight? And she kept pushing him on it, pushing him. And not one time did he ever say he was ill or he was sick. Hmm. And he put the focus back on people, back on characters, back on trying to find the role that he, he was next going to go after and never one time did he give in to why he was sick and why he had lost that weight. To me, that was a leader that knew at that time, this was, this is what had to be kept private. And, and I, I'm blown away by that, Dan. The third thing I wanted to talk about when it comes to what you can learn from Chadwick's life and the way he lived is what I call awareness. He was a man of grace. He was a man of great humility, Dan, a deep thinker a person who was in the moment, who understood what it meant to be present. 
he didn't take these roles lightly, Dan. He, he knew what he was doing when he took these roles. Think about the iconic roles he had to portray. Mm-hmm. 42, the Godfather of Soul, Thurgood Marshall. These are not light roles. Any actor would have been like, oh, just give me a role. I'm in a movie. Mm-hmm. He knew what it meant, the significance of playing these roles, mm-hmm. that he couldn't be shy about his view or the view that would obviously come across when he played these roles when it comes to social justice. Mm. He didn't shy away from using his voice on the screen. And that was so important to be able to understand that he was aware that if we were to step into these roles, that it could significantly change not only the industry in Hollywood, but really for so many lives around us, shape the young lives that are there to shape the older lives that are there to make sure that they feel like their voice was heard. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And at the very end, if you think about it, he brought these roles to life. He was aware of what was going on around him, Dan. And I think that's so important. If you could think about how much or how many times rather as a leader, we should be stopping to just consider what's going on around us. To stop all the noise you talked about earlier how you and your wife have been meditating. You got to calm the noise, not only on the outside, but sometimes the noise that's on the inside. And when you're able to do that, then you're more in position to become aware of what's going on around you. And then you understand how your actions impact other people, that it could be the very ripple that could cause a tidal of encouragement, a tidal wave of change. And that's what was so amazing about Chadwick. He was present. And every time he had an opportunity, he took it with conviction, he took it with passion, and he portrayed those roles like nothing else. We'll be right back after this short break. We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Paul Jackowitz of pauljackowitz.com. For all your website design and management needs, visit Paul Jackowitz. That's Paul, J-A-C-K-I-E-W-I-C-Z.com. Thank you for checking out the Twins Talk It Up podcast. If you're enjoying this program and are learning something along with us, please consider becoming a supporting member through our Patreon at patreon.com slash DSB Leadership Speaking. Also consider leaving a great rating on iTunes and comment on our other platforms. If you would like more information or would like to become a guest on a future episode, please send a message via our website, www.dsbleadershipgroup.com. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners for a free consultation over the next two weeks. Visit our website and schedule your free 30-minute consultation. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. There's so many times that, uh, and I'm glad you brought that up, these are iconic roles. I like to read books. I like to listen to audiobooks. I like to sit down and just learn. Right. And I would say that when I went to Howard University, I learned so much. 
my eyes opened up. As you stated, we had people from all over the world come to Howard and we're not yeah. gonna talk about um, the different people at this moment. We'll have to say that for another day, depending on what country you're from. And well, uh, we were in the hill, we were in the valley. There's so many different things that took place at that time. However, what I will say is that when you get a great actor, doesn't matter if he or she has done a unique role or not a unique role, a great actor or supporting actor, it really helps you to feel that you were there or drawn into the situation where you can understand the story, understand the history. And the roles that he has taken upon himself helped me to really understand history so much more deeper. Mm. I think about my mother-in-law speaking about her father being a, being a physician and then coming over here starting from scratch. Yeah. Her father, her uncle starting from scratch. And I think about the character development that took place because they were excellent in what they did in the past. They were able to start all over because their credentials meant nothing when they came to America. It meant nothing. Yeah. You, you, as you stated, they had to have odd jobs, whatever it took in order to support their family now that they're here in this country. So they did a lot of these different things. But one thing I would never forget is that they were always aware of what was, uh, what was taking place, what was happening always aware of their children looking at them. How are they going to respond so that their children see that this is a blessing living here in America, yeah. that it is a blessing leaving the country they're from. It is a blessing leaving, living, leaving the, the, the comfort that they were in. And you probably don't know this day, but in their country, they had servants, mm. which is phenomenal. Didn't know that. In a country when you had servants that did your cooking, that did your cleaning, that taught your children so that you can work at the medical practice and take care of your patients. So you all of a sudden come to America and have nothing. Mm. And, but their children looked at them. And so their example, they were aware. It wasn't, hey, I used to have this, I don't have that. They didn't complain. They were grateful to be in America. And so their example to their children was now, hey, I know what I have up here. Yep. I know what I have right here. Let's go make it happen. And so for him to be aware and to understand the role that he was in, understand the inspiration he was providing to thousands and thousands of children and adults, of course, but I'm, I'm focusing on the children at this moment. Yeah. He had to be the way that he was. Mm -hmm. He had to draw the inspiration. He had to focus on his why. And that's what made him so, what I would say, such a great leader. Yeah. So inspirational, so memorable. And for you, the audience today, I believe if you follow these three key points that Dave has outlined in your own life, talk about your story. We did an episode recently about sharing your story. Yeah. If you can do all those things, you'll see that the people around you who look to you as a leader, maybe you're just your children only, maybe the, your community, whatever it may be, you'll be able to make an impact in their lives. Dave? Thanks, Dan. I really appreciate that. And I'll tell you that the time we had there at our university shaped us, changed us, challenged us, helped us become the men that we are, the leaders that we are. And I believe it's such an important time for all of our young minds that they're figuring out who they're going to be in this world and what they're going to do. But it doesn't change even if you are a professional today, if you are an executive, if you are a C-suite member. These are things you can learn from this young man's life. He was only 43 when he passed away, but he lived such a full life. 
Hmm. And the three things that I want to echo and add that Dan and I have been talking through this whole time is this. Learn from Chadwick about how to build your life for more than just one. There's room at the top for more than just you. Mm -hmm. There's room when there's a team, when it's about the people around you because you don't make it by yourself. We get there collectively. The synergy, the passion that we can have when we all win versus just one win. He built his life for more than just one because he looked at all those around him who couldn't necessarily help themselves. And he wanted to inspire them and encourage them. How he poured his life into these kids and wanted them to know that they weren't alone, that they didn't have to be afraid. How he looked at himself as a leader and understood the balance between private and public. That there are times we have to be vulnerable as a leader. We have to be let our people know who we are, that they have to see that we have deficiencies, that we have areas of weakness, that they find a way to play in this life, that they can put themselves in this company and, and help this organization to be great, that they have a role. There are times when we have to be clear and transparent and vulnerable, but then there are times as leaders, you have to have the wisdom to be able to be private, that you can't make the story about you, that you have to help show strength, mm. that there are times you're going to have to, despite the pain, carry your own cross or bear the cross of the need of the hour. And then lastly, Dan, leadership, great leaders are in the moment of what I call being present. They have a sense of awareness. They know what's going on around them. They understand the life that others are feeling, that it's not just them going through a pandemic. We're all going through the pandemic. Mm -hmm. They're not the only ones struggling. Others are struggling. And as you mentioned earlier, Dan, that these are the leaders that, because they're aware, sometimes they take the pay cuts. They don't take the bonuses. They give back to the people that, that are supporting the companies and the growth. They make sure their families have something to go back home to. This is what Chadwick did. This is why he poured himself into the roles that he had. He knew that it meant more than just having his name on a movie screen, that he was going to portray some of the most important roles any actor could have that shape the cultural challenges that we've been going through as a country. He played those roles. And that's what I loved about the way he lived his life. He had a gift and he didn't keep it to himself. Our listeners, you have incredible gifts that are unique to you. Don't keep it to yourself. Your gifts, your knowledge, your experiences, the world needs it. We need it. Display your leadership because that's what needs to happen. People need to hear your voice. They need to hear your vision. I hope you honor Chadwick with the way you live your life and the decisions you make because it's more than just an imaginary land. Mm. You remember even at the very end of that movie, Dan, the, the Black Panther, there was this battle about do we share our resources, our knowledge with the world? And he said, yes, we have a responsibility. Mm. You have a responsibility. Dan and I have a responsibility. I hope you guys do that. Thank you, Chadwick, for what you shared with us, what you showed us, and how you inspired us to become better leaders and versions of ourselves. From an HU fellow HU alum, we want to say Wakanda forever. HU. We'll see you guys in the next episode of the Twins Talking Up podcast. Take care. 
Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Please subscribe and follow us on Instagram at DSB Leadership and visit us online at dsbleadershipgroup.com to learn more about our workshops and trainings. We will see you on the next episode of the Twins Talk It Up podcast.